All right, we got Mike, we got video, we got a podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fourth String Leagues podcast, Fourth SL, Fourth Center. I do not remember what we call this show. Uh, my name is Jeff Solomon. I am the current commissioner of the Fourth String Madden Football League alone uh, this week, as it were. I've been trying for a few weeks to get a group together to record a podcast, uh, but lo and behold, here I am alone. Eating my snacks, I have popcorn, hot chocolate, and cookie dough, as uh, this is who I am, and I don't stop for a podcast. Um, we have a lot of weeks to catch up on, which is why I finally decided, even though I absolutely hate the concept and idea of recording my own conversation alone, um, decided to do my, do this, uh, do, do the podcast, do the thing. Here we are. Um, I have some topics lined up. I expect it to take no less than two hours to get through. And at some point, Ozzy Chris has said that he will pop in to dive into draft scouting, um, which at that point I expect I will mute my mic and eat my snacks. Um, but until then, I guess the first thing to do would be to catch up where we left off, which was the season two playoffs. Um Season two playoffs. I had yet to play, I believe, in my next contest as uh, the Stargazers and the Eagles faced off. It was a hard-fought battle that I remember almost nothing about, and I lost, which sucked. And I believe the NFC Championship game was the Panthers versus the Eagles, with the Eagles eventually coming out on top. Uh, and then in the AFC side, the Patriots beat the Colts in the semis, and the Browns, despite running for some 200 yards on the ground, uh, fell to the Chargers, and so the Super Owl became the Chargers versus the Eagles, where the Eagles absolutely dominated, picking up where the Browns left off, running all over the Chargers. Uh, the final score, boy, wouldn't that be smart to have had ready to go? Sure would have. Well, it was double digits, at least, I'm sure of that. Uh, and if I pause long enough, maybe at some point, I will remember that the score was... The score was... I'm going to cut this out. 29 to 14, which I believe the Chargers scored uh, some... Uh, points of moral victory only in the last five minutes uh, to make it seem a little bit closer. Uh, the real story of that game, uh, in, on top of congratulations to the Eagles, of course, with their second championship in three seasons, going back to Madden 22, uh, where they won the last season as the Chiefs. Uh, congratulations, Tyler. The real story there, though, is after two seasons of undefeated uh, the assistant commissioners, along with myself, had decided that the Chargers needed to be in the AFC, sorry, excuse me, the NFC, um, and by Chargers I mean their owner, we had split the group skill level-wise between the AFC and the NFC at launch, uh, and as the only games that Jennings, the Chargers owner, had lost were 
I believe, computer simulated or he was the computer because he walked away out of boredom at the end of season two. Um, it wasn't great. So we had people in the NFC who are struggling a lot. And we had this guy in the AFC who was absolutely dominating outside of his one legitimate loss in the Super Bowl. Um, and so we decided that he needed to move, which he was not open to. Uh, there were certain conditions in which he said he would do it willingly. We were not willing to meet him at those conditions. Um, there was some talk of compromise, but he was not interested in any version of compromise. So as it were, we went down one person. We still made the switch. Uh, so our Vikings owner, Brian, who has been on this show, uh, moved over to be the San Diego Chargers as Los Angeles does not exist. And we filled in the Vikings with a old returning person in uh, Jamal, who also is now the Giants as the Giants later quit. What a circle. What a what a wonderful ring of, of movement, as it were. Um, I'm also distractedly watching the World Baseball Classic go USA. It is one to one in the bottom of the second inning. Um, I don't know how anyone scored because I wasn't looking up but that that happened um anyway that was devastating and it's in its own way and frankly very sad that uh Jennings didn't feel that there was room for him to stay within the harder uh conference I understand the emotional connection and attachment people get to their teams certainly I would feel the same way but I also think if I went undefeated for two straight seasons, I might see the wisdom in having me move to harder competition. Um, we haven't even gotten to the real drama yet. I mean, it's only been 10 minutes and I promised a two hour show, so that seems unlikely. But um, one of the biggest blow ups of our off season came when I myself made a trade with the Cardinals owner uh, and then immediately started talking with him about a redo of that trade where we changed the terms and two days later we did do that and we announced that and everyone got very angry and it stems back to our legal document our rule book uh, which states very plainly that a trade that is announced is considered final I should you know since everyone is so argumentative about the specificity of what it says. I should probably pull it up to say uh, exactly what it says so as not to imbue false narrative. Um, where is it? Where is it? Ba -ba 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 -ba. Oh boy, where is that thing? Mm. Hmm. Oh, it's actually, that's weird. Can't seem to find the exact wording I'm looking for. Um, any trade must be announced in the league discord. Announced, oh, an announced trade is considered final, so you must gain your trade partner's clear approval before announcing. So the thing that everyone got stuck on was an announced trade is considered final which I will agree wholeheartedly is very clear language uh, and made a lot of people very angry that, oh, oops, 
didn't mean to do that. Uh, that the idea of redoing the trade violated that specific phrasing, uh, which I agree with. I agree that that specific phrasing was not being followed. Um, and then it went after a very public discussion. Uh, it went behind closed doors to be discussed within the assistance room and uh, <laughs> and coming out of it, it was announced that the trade would be allowed as I made a very convincing argument to my fellow ASCOMs, uh, two out of three of them, as it were, um, as to why it should be, seeing as how uh, we had not made any moves to financially implicate ourselves and it's the same people involved and we both wanted these other terms and there were other things, but specifically, I think the thing that really mattered was the rule book is often ignored in favor of helping people who are not harming others. So uh, examples of that I might include would be helping people who in the past have been obliterating their team with bad cap moves while not being um, competitive, we should say, uh, assisting in their cap management um, doing things that are, strictly speaking, very much against the rules, uh, helping people in, in lots of ways. I had examples at the time, but I don't at the moment. Um, doing things that the rule book says you should not be allowed to do in a all-is-fair environment, but we allow because it's not hurting anyone. And frankly, if we didn't do them, in my opinion, a lot of people would quit because this game sucks and it's confusing and we often get ourselves in situations that we don't anticipate because the game does not properly display information in a way that uh, would make it obvious to all adults. So you really have to be like your own kind of Madden cap expert to get that done. Um, anyway, and the point here was that the people involved didn't do any parts of the trade, so there were no cap penalties to undo. And... We both wanted it, and we've been talking the whole time, and nothing really changed. And the the best argument I heard after the fact as to why it shouldn't be allowed, and we will be changing the rule because of, of this point that was made to me, is that this was done during the free agency period of our offseason. And so both teams well, – actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't know, actually, factually, if both teams made other transactions during this period, but – because we advanced, there had been free agent signings, and uh, therefore our decisions could be influenced by additional moves that that were not being um, fairly judged. Um, so I agree with that, and so we will be editing that rule uh, in the future. Frankly, we probably already should have, um, and making things more clear, which is funny to say when everyone's like, it's so clear. Um but yes, there will be clearer guidelines as to when mutual agreement of trading parties will be allowed to uh, make changes to their own trade. Um, and then the real biggest story of the offseason was the draft, which, by golly, we have some bad luck for the draft. <laughs> um let's see we usually have four drafts per season we've been playing again since 20 men 20 and we have had at least three of our drafts simulate which means four eight for 21 
12 for 22. And so let's just say 10 because we're, you know, we've done two seasons. Okay. Out of 10 drafts, three have been simulated. That's not a great rate. Uh, that's not great at all. And everyone showed up. We got to draft day and we found ourselves, I can't even call it a bug because it's so recklessly obvious. Um, anyone can start the draft. Anyone can simulate the draft. It's still a little unclear. Uh, but what happened was one person in our league who has since retired, um, probably from the shame of it, if I had to put a label on it. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, he DM'd me as soon as it simulated and says, I think I did it. And I said, no, that's not possible. You don't have that like power in the game. And he's like, I don't know. I pressed the button right when it happened. And we tested it in another league. And it happens. You can have a random player just simulate the draft. Which sucks. <laughs> it totally sucks. So we took that and uh, spent the rest of that day just trying to come up with a solution where you know, people, some people didn't want to do it again because they were happy with their draft, uh, which I get. And other people were like, I traded every good player I had for draft picks and I didn't get to use a single one of them on positions of need. Some people drafted uh, quarterbacks with seventh round grades or some such nonsense, hilariously. Uh, so what we did was we created another league and simulated that draft and, uh, oh, I see. Uh, you can't. I'm using the PC. Um, so we created another league, and we did a simulated draft, and we recorded a video of everyone in that draft by draft position. And then we covered up all the information except for overall and position, and I think they're schools or ages or something. And when you got to your draft pick <laughs> when you got to your draft pick you could choose anyone below the list uh from the recorded video so if you were at p position 12 you couldn't pick from the top 11 picks but you had anyone you wanted who wasn't yet picked below and that was a pretty good compromise we only did i think three rounds of it um but people who got screwed from the other one uh got to participate and oh that was the other thing. If you decided to participate, you threw out your whole simulated draft, so you didn't get to keep anyone. So if you got two good players out of the simulated draft, that you know you, you didn't get anyone from this new one. You had to basically say goodbye to whoever to get that in. Um, so yeah, that was a pretty good compromise, I think. And in the end, we had to recreate all those players, which was annoying, but it is what it is. Uh, there's always going to be something, you know, when something goes wrong to screw everyone. Um, and past that, I guess I'll just talk about my own season, uh, which right now we are in week three. Uh, it is a disaster. I am 0-3. I have lost three close games, uh, but none close enough that uh, it really felt like, like I messed it up, I guess is how I'd say it. Um, just been playing poorly. And unfortunately, they were all conference games too, two division games and the Panthers as well. In fact, uh, I've got quite a hole to, to come out of now. Thankfully, I have the Saints next week, which last season, the Saints was my turnaround game. Um, so 
maybe this is where it all goes right and I go 14-0 the rest of the way, like last season where I went 15-0 after two straight losses. I don't know. I'm not feeling that confident, to be perfectly honest. My defense has two turnovers in three games, and uh, it's not it's not going well. Uh, despite my team overall having never been higher, um, I got Kyle Juszczyk in the offseason, who has had almost uh, no impact whatsoever. This game's run blocking is atrocious, and having a fantastic fullback like Kyle J., uh, really has had no impact on my run game at all, and um, it's sad because I, I really thought I was doing something there. Maybe I'll move him to tight end. Huh. It's not like I have enough of those. Um, so I'm 0-3. I'm 0-2 in the division. I'm 0-3 in the conference. It's not looking good. I'm in the bad conference. I mean, the hard conference to begin with, so we'll do what we do. That is all I got for this show. Uh, whew, need to scrimmage more. That's a that's a good note and is probably true. Uh, but I don't play video games outside of this league, really. Um, now, I guess I'll end it here. And if we're lucky enough to get a, a recording of Chris talking about how to draft good, I'll insert it here. And uh, otherwise, thanks for listening. We have um, need for a wait list. So if you listen to the show, you can... Uh, sign up and we'll get you into the next open spot oh chris is chris is ready live let's let's see what happens here let's let's give him a call and see if it works and if not well we tried hello chris tell us about drafting while i eat snacks okay now you chime in and ask questions all right i'm going to run through how i scout and prepare my draft board every season, okay? Sounds good. Okay, so first up, usually in whenever the, the scout, the, the rookies come in, I think it's week one. I don't think it happens in preseason. I go through and I look at where the positions are. Uh, it says, you know, the draft is strong in these three positions and weak in these three, right? And so if I need one of those positions of strength in the draft, I will um, I'll sack all my scouts and get scouts that are, that are good in, in that position, right? Does that make sense? Like, say yes, I need just a for our mostly American audience, sack means fire, correct? That's right, yes. Right. Um, do you have any visual aids? I can throw them in the, uh, the stream. Mm, not at this point. I will in a minute. <laughs> I'll prepare it for you. Uh, give me a give me a player, a rookie that got drafted from the real the the simmed draft, and I'll pick up. I'll I'll uh, take a screenshot of my scouting of him. Is there one that you can think of? I no, know. they're. I uh, mean, from my own team, I got a left guard. I think. Um, uh, yeah, Stephen Stephen Lowry. He's a guard. Yeah, he was good from memory. Goodish. Wait, was he, uh, okay, yep, I'll give you a screenshot of him, although, yeah, let me, just give me a second, should have prepared better, but it's all right, we'll get there, um, so, once I've got, uh, 
once yeah once those rookies come out, I have a quick look through um, each position, but also each uh, region of scouting, right? Because say you need an inside offensive lineman, right, or two, um, and you're thinking about that's who you're going to uh, that's who you're going to draft. I mean, this is still a season out, so you know you, your plans kind of change mid-season if you trade a bunch, but. Um, there might be so there's four regions, right? There's uh, northeast, southwest, what you know, the central and west or whatever. Um, but there might only be like two or three uh, good guards in one of the regions, but there might be a dozen in another, right? So then you're going to put the scout who's going to get you the most. Um, the most percentage of scouting in the region where there are more players, right? Because you're more likely then to uncover uh, somebody who might be rated as like a round three, four player, but their their true talent is sort of first round by hitting as many as many um, prospects as possible. Does that make sense? Hundred percent. Yeah. Speaking of a hundred percent, everybody should go into the learning center and look up my scouting guide that I put in there because I've listed how to get the most people at 100% scouted. So every season I'm able to get, uh, I could get a full position 100% scouted, but usually what I do is I pick a couple, especially like, for example, cornerbacks in this past draft that we just had, uh, there were a ton of cornerbacks in two regions and almost no decent quarterbacks in two other regions, right? So I could 100% those and ignore the other two and put them somewhere else, like offensive line or something like that. And that's pretty normal uh, that there are regions that are heavily uh, sort of, there are a lot of players in certain positions and not in others. And the way that Madden has sort of... Uh, designed the scouting the scouting system that's how it always happens in every draft so once i have my scouts put where i want them and again you know it's a full season away from the draft you can only do so much um you kind of have to make those decisions really early in the season as who you know what positions you're going to scout um and you know one or two trades can kind of throw all that out of the window so you can't you can't really rely on that too much, but in the end, that's kind of like the tiebreaker for me. Well, have I 100% scouted this player or not, and and where do they sit? I wouldn't say that that information is super crucial uh, to draft well, but it's certainly helpful. So then what I do from week one on is every week, uh, you know, before, if I... If I have my game late in the week, I do it before my game. If I play my game early, I do it after my game. I go through one position at a time. So I start with quarterbacks and then halfbacks, etc. And I look through and I look at uh, their physical stats. So it gives you that, you know, uh, poor, okay, good, great to excellent, whatever scale. And I filter out the players that I think might be draftable, and I favourite them. And I do that for every player in the entire draft. And so usually I, I have that sorted by week seven or eight. I might do two positions per week. Um, and obviously the things that I look for, I mean, I, I draft like, um, like Al Davis, right? I want 
I want quick players and I want strong players and I don't really care about anyone else. Um, and there are certain positions where you might go back and relook. Certainly like a strong-armed quarterback who's not mobile, you might look at them a little bit differently. Similarly with a tight end, if you want a blocking tight end, you might only look at strength um, and not worry about speed or acceleration. Um, and uh, like offensive line, kind of only care about strength, not worry about speed and acceleration. So um, there's sort of little markers that you look for in every position in order to favorite them. Then once you've done that and you've favorited all those players, are you still with me, Jeff? Do you understand so far? I mean, it just sounds hard, so I'm probably not going to do it, but... Oh, you don't have to do it. I'm just saying how I do it, and it works, right? Like, uh, my my hit rate is very, very high. <laughs> I think when, what when I'm coming to realize draft, from your description, actually, is... It's a lot of work. Well, what the draft, what the scouting system should be is you should have a full report on every player and then decide yourself, all of this well, is stupid... No NFL team does this. No NFL team goes to drafting and goes like, hey, what do we got on this uh, Will Levi's guy? And they go, sorry, we didn't scout quarterbacks this year. We scouted left tackles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the fact that you're limited to to how much you can scout is really stupid. I mean, you should be, I mean, the way they should do it in the game is uh, you should be able to put more points into your scouting like you do your offensive and defensive coordinator, and you should be able to buy yourself hmm. more scouting on certain positions. But, you know... Oh, so you're in favor of more the best get better? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that... See, you should be able to choose to put more, more into your scouting, right? But you shouldn't... I, I mean... Just because you lose, you shouldn't get penalized as much as you do in this game. That's a lot. That's a that's a totally different conversation. I think you should be able to get coaching points even though even if you lose a game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, you can you, if you win like the turnover battle or whatever. You still get sure, sure. But like maybe if you so you know at the start of the season you you choose your season target right. Yeah. If you know that. In season one, you're the Texans or something, and you're like, well, I mean, this roster's crap. So really, I'm just trying to trying to survive season one and get through to season two, and hopefully my roster will be, you know, five overall better or whatever. If you do that and you say, okay, the, the season goal is three wins or whatever, like the lowest of the four options, right? Then your your per-game targets should be completely different to someone who's who's you know, season target is make the playoffs or win the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. Like, your, your, your in-game target shouldn't be 400 yards rushing. It should be get your rookies combined 200 yards or something like that. You know, like, it, it, the way that they've designed the game that, like, you must dominate in order to get better is just so fucking well, Also, stupid. just, like, that's not what scouting is. Like, you don't need oh, these no. points to do scouting. Yeah. Like, yeah. you turn on ESPN any day, and they're like, here's the best players yeah, right now. Know. We know. We know who they are because we all watch college football <laughs> and we're professional sports watchers. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, we are. What do you, mean? You don't, you, what do you mean? They don't have question marks on their impact blocking? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, sure, you don't get an exact figure like that. You should get combine stuff, and the rest should be like – um. I, I we saw really this like, highlight of uh, I, J- 
Jadavian. Oh fuck. Jadavian Clowney. Thank you. You know, yeah. fucking up some running back you don't whose name you don't remember anymore. And yeah. like he went number one because everyone's like, oh, he hit that guy so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that the uh, the A B C D F grades is actually really good because an A could be ninety nine or it could be like ninety four, you know. And I think that's great. There's that there's that intangible element of when you get a grade. But yeah, you shouldn't have some like take it one step further. We should get rid of ratings and they should only be letters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd be cool with that because I mean, it's already dice roll anyway. Um, but like if I'm scouting, so this past off season, I did offensive line. I did running backs. Uh, those were, and I got some safeties and some tight ends. So those were my, those were my focuses in scouting. I didn't focus on quarterbacks at all, but like, it's ridiculous that I've got 50% knowledge on a top five, you know, like top five quarterback, the Heisman winner that information should be 100% for everybody, or at least 90% for everybody. It's ridiculous that scouts are going to games with these, you know, fake quarterbacks in them and they're, like, ignoring their play. You know, it's, like, it's, it's just ridiculous. Everybody knows that the Heisman winner is going to be good at this, good at this, not good at this, not good at that, right? Like, it, it's illogical. Yeah. So, anyway, I got okay. your scouting image so on anyway. the screen. Oh, you've got it up. Okay, so once I have all of my uh, all of my favorites, then it's just uh, waiting until the off season. Essentially, like I don't, I then don't do anything until um, uh, oh, apart from there's I think in week eight or nine or something, you choose three dudes uh, to to get an extra thirty percent, right? Um, and if there's somebody outside of one of the regions that you're looking at. That's that's a good opportunity to bump up their uh, their percentage of scouting knowledge, um, or if somebody's going to get to like 75 percent, that'll get them up to a hundred. Um, so then, once the uh, the combine comes out, it, I go into data entry mode, and I have this enormous spreadsheet that is split into tabs by position. And I have my favorites, and I put in their ratings, like the physical ratings. So, you know, acceleration, speed, strength, blah, blah, blah. I put in their stuff into Combine. Those are pretty, you can find, uh, there's resources online where you can find what a certain Combine, like 40 speed, will give you in terms of speed, you know, and what a three cone will give you in terms of acceleration. Um, I just, Got that from online. And then I put in their skills. And then what I've done as an extra step is I have given certain attributes for positions weight, right? So, like, for example, you can see in that image that I've given you for the offensive guard. Change of direction and jumping don't mean shit for, a, for an offensive lineman. Like, why should they? they that's completely irrelevant for them. Uh, similarly, like, vertical and 20-odd shuffle mean nothing but strength means everything so there's like weighting in their rating system similar for their skills like all of the blocking stats are far more important than uh than 
awareness. Oh, well, I mean, awareness is still important, but not as important as, as blocking. You're, you're, it's easier to upgrade awareness too, right? And injury, not, again, I mean, it's not not important, but it's not as important as the blocking blocking stats. So that all goes into a big uh, big formula and spits out a number at the end, and then I rate everyone on my special rating system, and it gives me them a percentage out of 100. No one's ever 100%. You know, that would be like a 99 in everything. So, uh, you know, the top players are like 65% and up, and let me open up. I'll tell you, I, I tried very, very hard to trade with Kevin last season to get that number one overall pick because the wide receiver he drafted, Donald Saunders, Magadon, um, was rated like 85%, which is insane. I mean, this is like close to perfect as you get. For and a, he was an 82 overall as a rookie, I think, so well-deserved. Well yeah, yeah, 83. Or, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. I mean, insane. And I uh, DM'd with someone uh, what I thought his ratings would be, and I, I I nailed it like almost exactly, almost exactly. Yeah. No, unfortunately, Chris, I think you're going to need to do this class again with uh, a more thorough visual presentation to really get anyone to learn it. But well, maybe your goal was actually the... just to like share how good you were at this and not actually get people to follow along. Well, if you want to replicate this. Here's what I'll say. The the spreadsheet... I'm not sharing the spreadsheet with anyone. Sorry. No, of course not. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's something that I've had and, like, tweaked, like, see, like, year over year, as in Madden year over year. And obviously it changed when the scanning system changed, but it was... A lot of it's transferable. Like, the combine stuff was the exact same, right? But it's something that I've sort of tweaked year on year, and uh you know so it's a I lot think of it is transferable like, game to game the madden oh yeah uh, dev oh, cycle yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah so so i started this when they changed from one scouting system to the other before the new one right so the new one's only this is like well they brought it halfway through last year's cycle <laughs> or, or it was like three months, months yeah yeah sure yeah uh so, but yeah, this spreadsheet has was started like I don't know six or eight years ago, something like that. So it was uh, it was three months, but you know that doesn't mean it was done. Of course, as we've had so many <laughs> bugs related to the draft that we've mostly managed to avoid. Frankly, the sim bug we ran into uh, this time is kind of like a best case scenario of what could happen wrong in the draft, like. There was the the rewind one, remember, where yes. it just sucks you back the, in time, yeah. and there was the one where uh, it just never moves past the draft at all. So yeah, or like you get stuck in like the third round, and like you're just in <laughs> you're just in purgatory limbo forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never get to make my fourth round pick. <laughs> that's where, where that's where teams are made. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I guess um, the goal is not necessarily... Like, even if people take one or two little bits from this that are making better drafters, you know, uh, it's pretty... It's a lot of work. And it's also why I have completely traded out of the draft this season. <laughs> because it's a lot I'm of not, work? Yeah. And, and, I, and I put in a lot of work in the, you know, the first two rookie drafts. So obviously you can't do this in, that, in the, like, 
pre-league draft, right? So, um, but yeah, like I, uh, I'll tell you that the, the top five guys I had, not in this previous draft, but in the, in the first one, because those are the people that we kind of know, right? Well, actually, okay, so I had Donald Saunders one. I had David Thurston two. He's a, a wide receiver that no one's heard of, and he's like fourth on my, on my team. He's like wide receiver four. Well, he's why really... is he so, why, were you just wrong on him? Uh, he's not as fast as, uh, he's not fast enough. He's, a, he, he could be really good, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, what's happened since season one in Madden 23 is that the speed bug, not bug, I shouldn't say bug, but like design speed has just become so much more critical than it was in season one. Well, you know? I think part of that is that we've all kind of come to realize that there's no such thing as spectacular catch. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's more right. or less every ball is dropped if it's a jump ball. With yeah. like one in ten can still be caught. But like compare that to watching TV and it's like Yeah, you know, I know. Larry Fitzgerald made well, a career out of winning the jump ball. And yeah. Juan Bolden never ran, you know, more than twenty yards downfield if he didn't have to. <laughs> and he certain, certainly didn't run those twenty yards fast either, right? Like No. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, he's a he's a so the guy I had second Thurston. He he's a decent wide receiver. I'm you know I'm happy to have him on my team, but uh, because he doesn't have lightning speed, you know he's just he's only ever going to be a, a slot receiver for me. You know, mm-hmm. um, number three I had X Man the my the cornerback that I have. Number four I had uh, Nelson Polk, who's another corner. I think the Lions he have just got him. traded. And, oh really? Wait. He did? Yeah, I, I remember his name. He just got traded to... Damn, I think he was... Rams. He got traded to the Rams for Jalen Ramsey. Oh, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is a good cornerback. Um, number five, I had another wide receiver, uh, JT Bishop, who is also on my team. Uh, so if you are keeping track, I got three of the top five in that draft. <laughs> For myself, so well, I was, three of the I top was, five that you rated. Correct, that's correct. Uh, and he's great. He uh, he had, I think that he had a thousand yards in the rookie in his rookie season. Um, number six, I had a, a guard called Tyler Braun. I mean, it's really hard to <laughs> like properly rate <laughs> offensive linemen in this game, right? Um, but he, I'll just quickly. Oh, sorry. His name is not Braun. It's Brian. Is it? I think you'll find that matters very little to our audience. Tyler Bohr. Yeah, he's a a guard on Chicago. Um, And then number seven, I had Timmy Thompson, who the Lions also drafted. And I think he might have been defensive of the year. Yeah, 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 linebacker. Um, Yeah, so... He also uh, had like three touchdown interception returns in week uh, eighteen, as I remember. Oh, man, it was like <laughs> it, I think that really, probably pushed he it. Really, he really sealed it up right there. Yeah. <laughs> if it was close, um, it wasn't close after that game. Let's say I'll tell you his his season stats: thirty four tackles, four sacks, two forced fumbles, five interceptions, three touchdowns. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, 
looking. No, he didn't. He didn't have. No, it was week fifteen. There you go. Oh yes. yeah. Week fifteen, he had five tackles, one sack, three interceptions, one fumble recovery, and two TDs. Yeah, I mean that's the. It's a good game. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a, a good game if you're on offense. That's a bloody good game, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so then, like rounding out the top sort of ten or twelve. Yeah, top 12. I had cornerback uh, Jamie Jowers, halfback Demarcus Williams, two more wide receivers, Darren Carmichael and Shaq Spencer, and then the tight end Lance Knighton. Um, yeah. And so I keep track of it every season, and I then look at like what their, uh, what their rating is, and um, I look at their dev. But the thing, about, the thing that I have learnt about uh, hidden dev like particularly superstar dev mm. and um, less so X factor. It's really hard to determine who's going to have that. I think the one of the top three players in every draft will, will be an X factor. And then there's going to be between one or three others. And it's pretty random. There's really no rhyme or reason to it. All of the draft stories, completely fucking irrelevant. Completely irrelevant. Well, Heisman, I think, is usually a, will always be at least a hidden dev. It uh, doesn't mean they're going to be a superstar. It means there's going to be a star, right? And look, every, every bit of dev is like a multiplier, right? And it's going to, it's going to be positive in some way. Um, but yeah, it, it's almost impossible to know who's going to be an X Factor or a superstar. If somebody else knows, I would love to hear it. But I have not been able to do that. I have found, though, that the likelihood of somebody being a superstar instead of just a, like a silver dev, right, is a little bit heightened if they're like not in, that, not in the top tier, if they're more like a second or third round tier. Huh. Uh, it's almost like, yeah, they... Well, there's just more of them down there. Um, it's usually more likely that your top players are going to be a silver dev. Um, obviously, there are some superstars, and X Factor is almost always really good. They're very rarely um, crappy, uh, apart from that the, the tight end that the Patriots drafted this last, in the in the Sims draft. He got what did he have like a sixty overall X Factor player or something like that? Did you notice that? No, but there are a lot of those, and uh, I mean, people get really excited about the UDFA draft for that reason, and I'm just, you have to be 75 overall to get any kind of superstar ability, so like the idea of moving a a 68 to a 75 is already daunting enough to not make me give a shit about any UDFA based on their dev trait. Yeah, 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 I mean, the, the, the guy that the Pats have, I think it's Zaya Huffman. I'm just looking it up on Daddy Leagues. Um, and no, must be the other dude. Hang on. Blaine Murphy? Oh, yeah. That's probably it. He may have changed his name. May have. <laughs> Which you didn't cover on the pod. You're right. I forgot about that part. Um, okay. Yeah, it is. It's Dwayne Murphy. So, and like, he's just a really average tight end. Like, he's not very, he's not a great blocker. He's not a great receiver. He's not fast. He's just but really he's average. He's an X Factor. I yeah, but like, how are you gonna? He started off at sixty-eight. I don't know how how he's going to uh, zoom up to eighty-five to get that X Factor 
No, but he'll get. I mean, he'll get up to eighty by the end of the season for sure. Like that's that's what an X factor does. But he might lose it in the off season because mm, no, because he doesn't. I mean, X factor and superstar are the same rate of XP, and then anyone who's hidden is already going at the rate of superstar. No, X factor is more than superstar for sure. I don't think that's true. Really? Yeah, it I used think to superstar be. Superstar and X factor it... of the same rate of XP. Uh, I can find out. Might take well, a minute, I'm not gonna have a long pause here to find out. Uh, no, no, I'll allow. Like to, like to, <laughs> to draft scouting. Um, if you have two players that look good, and one is 23 years old and one is 21 years old, take the younger player every single time. Because they can be absolutely identical in every, every metric, but a 21-year-old is going to take less XP to upgrade than a 23-year-old. That was my little secret for a long time. I've told so many people now that it's not a secret anymore. I mean, it's also public knowledge, but that you, you need to factor that in. And I will not draft a 24-year-old ever. A 23-year-old has to really jump out to be great for me to be able to draft them. And 22 is fine, but 21 is ideal. And if there's ever like a 20-year-old in a draft, like you should take them with the very first pick that you have. Is this drafting advice or Leonardo DiCaprio's dating advice? Both. All right, it's funny. I thought this would be like a really long show and it was just me rambling to myself. And then it turns out I ramble really quickly. So it became, you know, like a 20 minute show. And then you showed up yeah. and now it's a 50 minute show. So yeah. uh, well, I'm definitely going to edit out the part where we were trying to make the audio work. Uh, but otherwise, good. you know, the video lives forever. And um, yeah, uh, join us on Twitter, 4thSL. And. Follow uh, the blah blah blah. I don't know. It's on the screen. Oh, I have. I got. I got one more thing to add, Jeff. Oh, you son of a bitch. You're, yeah, you're not going 14 and know the rest of the season. I just you, there's at least one that. game. You well, I do know that there's at least one game you're going to lose. I can't promise two. I went I 15 and 0 one. to end the last season. Why can't I go 14 and 0 this season? Because you play me twice. Played you twice last season. And you lost one of them. Did I? <laughs> You sure did. Was that week one? That was week <laughs> one. Betcha. That doesn't count. Exactly. That's part of, that's part of the thing. <laughs> All right. Thanks, buddy. All right. Night, everyone.